Hello and welcome to a Moving Iron Podcast after the bell with Chip Nellinger. Chip, looks like we had a choppy trade today. <clears throat> yeah, real choppy trade. We uh, saw some strength overnight. I'm not really sure what that was from because the um, planning progress reports were all a touch bearish, higher than expected. Um, so we turned both sides today choppy. Beans were down 10 to 12 cents at one point. They came roaring back late in the day, closed up a penny. Uh, in the July beans, uh, about 13 off the lows, closed up one and a half in November beans, uh, about 11 off the lows. Uh, still some optimism. We're going to get something figured out with this Chinese trade negotiation that's ongoing in, in Washington currently. Um, I don't know that there's been a, an official uh, end date to that, so I don't know if that's a couple-day process. It's going to go all week, but the market is hopeful they're going to get uh, at least some news that would lead, uh, lead the market to believe that uh, we're going to get this thing figured out, at least from the standpoint of taking uh, some of their agricultural products off of the table. Uh, the corn market was uh, really the strongest thing going. Uh, up a nickel in December, corn 419 and a quarter, up five and a half in July at 402. A uh, little bit of wet weather still supporting things uh, in the north, so they're having a hard time getting... Uh, the planters uh, rolling and, and planting complete in northern uh, 20% of Iowa, southern Minnesota, uh, and Wisconsin especially. Uh, and also there's some uh, forecasts that are kind of leading everybody to believe that this, there's a hot dry pattern starting. And uh, in fact, uh, there's lots of people, the first, uh, whatever we have, half of May uh, is uh, one of the hottest, if not hottest, Mays on record so far in many areas of the country. And uh, the expectation is that's going to continue on into June. So I think you saw some speculative buying because of that, the, the, the planning delay in the north, the fact that there's still areas in the Corn Belt that need a little bit of rain, and, um, and, and now it's warm going into a trend that's hot and dry. So you saw some nice buying interest in corn today. Uh, that probably drug wheat as well. Wheat spent a lot of uh, the day lower, uh, ended up two and a quarter higher in July, Chicago, 493 and a half. Uh, the uh, July Kansas City unchanged uh, on the day. So uh, all told, it could have been a lot worse, um, led by corn. We'll see if there's any news here late this afternoon or tomorrow morning uh, regarding these Chinese trade talks. And then the weather forecast is going to be front and center as well for the rest of the week. So what happened to the livestock market? Yes, got beat up today. Um, uh, cattle, the buck 65 lower, followed through alpha, the limit uh, down move yesterday. Cash traded lower last week on Friday, kind of got a negative tone going here, but you have a huge discount still on June futures to where the cash market's going to trade, even if it trades a couple bucks lower this week. So uh, I think there'll be some underlying support in here, uh, and we won't just totally fall apart in cattle. Hogs were uh, were lower as well, uh, triple digits lower in hogs, still in this most recent sloppy $5 trading range. Uh, hogs didn't have much going for it because of the weakness in cattle. Uh, you got a sharply higher dollar, and um, the, the, the hog market is the opposite of cattle, where um, hogs are, uh, I don't know, $8, $10 above where the cash market is. And so they're just kind of hanging out, waiting for the cash market to, to kind of catch fire here. That's holding them back a little bit. And with a general negative commodity day uh, and a higher dollar, the hogs were just uh, kind of caught in the mix and uh, traded lower today. Right on. Okay, so I wanted to add a question about the corn market. So it looks the last couple of weeks, the corn has been kind of the most positive thing out there. It seems like it's it's been very, very choppy, but but trending up. So is that kind of related back to 
maybe the slow start we got and some of the hot weather we see now and, and, and those kind of things, or is there is there more of an underlying thing there? Um, I think the underlying thing of what started this off is that uh, we have lower planted acreage mm-hmm. as well as strong demand, and we're seeing the trend of lower domestic and, and fairly sharply lower world corn carryout figures, even with a trend line yield. Um, and now if you add on some of the planting delays up north, maybe a trend towards hot, dry weather here for the last half of May and, and all of June, uh, that's leading to some additional buying interest. You know, as strong as demand is with lower acres, you know, if we're anywhere, if we're five, six, seven bushels below trend line this year, uh, it is going to get really tight on the carryout on corn. And that's still a fairly large crop. So we, we have a high bar we've got to achieve this year. We need to, everything to go right and raise big, uh, big corn yields nationwide so we can supply the big demand. So that's what's going to uh, really be there for the rest of the summer until the market gets a much better feel uh, that it's good weather everywhere, that there's no production shortfall. There's going to be good buying interest on corn on any type of break that you see. Yeah. Well, I've been reading lots about, you know, five, six, seven dollar corn and all this stuff. So maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Who knows? But you won't know till you get it in the bin. So. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I don't want to get on the cor- the bandwagon of seven dollar corn. I know there's some uh, advisors out there that have said that. You know, you'd have to have a 2012 drought type situation for that to happen. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to say that won't happen. Um, but uh, you know, I do think, and I've said all along. Uh, you know, it's probably uh, a distinct possibility we spend some time north of 450 versus December futures uh, and maybe closer to five. If we get five and north, it's going to take some really adverse weather uh, in a big chunk of the Corn Belt, and uh, which is possible. We're still early on in this thing, and it's less than perfect uh, in many places. So uh, that's going to be the, uh, the big thing is what's Mother Nature give us as far as uh, precip and temps this growing season. No. Well, yesterday when Kirk Hens was on for BAM Weather talking about the weather forecast, he's talked about May being the hottest month they've on the record for, for a long time, and, and it was only going to maybe carry over into June and possibly into July as well. So who knows? We might get that. We might get that. Everybody, you know, everybody wants a drought except for their farm, right? So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, here in Illinois, we just want Iowa to burn up, and in Iowa, they want Illinois to burn up. And, that's right. Uh, that's right. As long as it's not in your backyard or your farm, yeah. somebody else can burn up. That's right. It's always good to somebody else, right? All right. That's right. All right, Chip, guys want to get a hold of you and talk about some risk management stuff? How would they do that? Uh, best way is just call our office, 309-550-7213. All right. And you can find Moving Iron Podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. And also, if you are a dealer and you're interested in interacting with other dealerships or dealer groups, uh, go on to Moving Iron LLC's website and check out the Moving Iron Summit uh, in Las Vegas, October 2nd through 4th. Chip will be there, and he'll be giving a rundown of the year's commodities and what he sees happening going into the end of the year. So until tomorrow, Chip, have a good one. All right. You too. Have a good evening. All right. Thanks, man. Bye.